This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming up here in just a moment, I had an incredible, incredible interview with Congressman Kelly Armstrong earlier today. We talked about some of the recent comments from President Trump. Also, I asked him, hey, do you now believe that Joe Biden was elected via a free and fair election. We talked about the impeachment vote and much, much more. I want to start with some news that literally just came in before I came on the air, but uh, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries has now just tweeted out, and I've been talking about this now for the past few nights about the U.S. Attorney in the District of Columbia, but he now has said Donald Trump Jr. is under criminal investigation because of the riots at the Capitol told you this was coming, potentially, I should say. But again, Donald Trump Jr., according to Hakeem Jeffries, Congressman Jeffries, under criminal investigation because of the riots at the Capitol. Whew, a lot happening. Today at 2 o'clock, at the, almost the exact same time, if you're you know, following the news like I am, it was like a split screen. Uh, you had President Trump down in Alamo, Texas. I asked Congressman Armstrong about that. Down in Alamo, Texas, about finishing up 450 miles of the border wall, but also you had the FBI and the Department of Justice hold their first press conference regarding the riots at the Capitol. If you have not seen that press conference, I would encourage you to watch it all. They're talking about hundreds and hundreds of arrests. The pipe bombs that the person left at the DNC and the RNC were real. They don't know why they didn't go off. I mean, it was a lot of information, but please watch that press conference to keep your breath about what's happening with the latest legally from the situation, the riots at the Capitol. All right, now let's get into my conversation from earlier today. This is a live look, by the way, at the U.S. House. They have been talking about, and I believe are gonna vote at some point fairly soon regarding the 25th Amendment. So we'll keep you abreast if there's any news there. But now let's go to my conversation from earlier today with Congressman Kelly Armstrong. Congressman Armstrong, welcome back to Point of View. I know you're extremely busy, so thank you so much for giving us and the people of North Dakota uh, some of your time. I want to start here. Yesterday it was being reported that House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy was on a phone call with GOP colleagues of yours. I don't know if you're on that call or not, and said that, hey, he spoke with President Trump and President Trump did take some responsibility for what happened at the Capitol. Were you on that call with House Minority Leader McCarthy? And did he say that? I was. And I mean, those calls are supposed to be off the record and private because that's how we work on how we go th forward. But it's been reported everywhere. So I think at this point, it's fair to say, yes, he did say that. Did he say when he spoke to President Trump and, and when he said that or anything? Or any more details you can give us? No, I don't. And to be clear, I was in the parking lot at the Bismarck Airport trying to wait as long as possible to board a plane, actually, when that part of the conversation was going on. Okay. And so I, I wanted to ask you that just to get clarity, because then, as you know, President Trump is going to Alamo, Texas, the city, not the Alamo. Uh, which we'll get to that in a moment. But <laughs> so just before he got on Air Force One, he did talk to some press. I want to share with you what he said and give you a chance to respond. So if you read my speech, and many people have done it, and I've seen it both uh, in the papers and in the media, on television, uh, it's been analyzed, and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. And if you look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other, other places. That was a real problem, what they said. But they've analyzed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, 
and everybody to the T thought it was totally appropriate. Okay, thank you. Did what President Trump said at the rally in D.C., do you agree with him that it was totally appropriate to no. a T? No. Um, and I think that's part of the problem with impeachment. I think it was dangerous. I think it was callous. I think it was reckless. But now we are moving into a point of where we are moving forward with another unbelievably rushed uh, impeachment hearing. And I think that's part of the problem, right? I mean, this isn't a criminal trial, but you go into prosecution, you go into defense modes. And it, he almost has to say that at this point now because an impeachment process is moving forward. And there's a real question about whether inflaming emotions of angry amendment. And then, actually, I don't think that is the standard. I know it's not the standard, and it's a First Amendment case. And we know impeachment doesn't have to be a violation of a, of, of a actual criminal statute. But the First Amendment protects the president the same way it protects everybody else, which is why I think it's unfortunate um, that we're moving forward with this so fast, because I, I hope that answer would be different if this wasn't going on. So you just said that, yeah, what the president said at that rally was dangerous and some other words there. So with that, well, Chris, you've got to take it in context. I, I think I mean, there were first of all, there were other speakers who actually said worse things. But I also agree. And, and all of the things that were leading up to this about, I mean, from surrogates to everybody on Stop the Steal and all of those things. But I do think he has a point because I think I think American people understand fairness and they understand hypocrisy. And uh Everything that happened at the at the Capitol was it was a riot. It was what it was. It was illegal. It was bad. It should have never happened. It was not done by Antifa. It was done by people supporting the president of the United States. And we should say that and we should say that to our own our own members. But at the same time, I do agree with this. If we're going to go down this path then we have to take a very self-reflective look at what other members of Congress have said during a 45-day siege of a, of a federal building in Oregon, or during a police department getting overrun and burnt and torched in Minneapolis. We have to stop a whataboutism, and we have to stop the hypocrisy. So with that being said, and I, I agree with you, there were people that spoke before President Trump that said things that were worse than what even he said, and you and I both know the President of the United States, his words carry a lot more weight than anybody that spoke that day. So... Don't you feel that President Trump should be held responsible based on what you just said? Will you vote for impeachment? I will not vote for impeachment. And because of it, this pesky little constitution, hey, listen, I've taken a lot of heat from a lot of Trump supporters for voting to see delegates last week. And now I'll take a lot of heat from the other side for not voting for impeachment. Um, and there are ways to hold uh, people accountable. And, there, and by the way, this is based on what we know now. I mean, imagine being charged with a crime and prosecuted in four days. We would never, uh, we haven't even arrested everybody yet. We, I mean, the investigations are ongoing. We have, I mean, all, all across the board, this is something I used to do for a living, but no, I won't vote for impeachment because I don't think this, I, I mean, the legal standard and the First Amendment uh, ramifications of this are incredibly longstanding and incredibly dangerous. Fair, and, and do you agree with at least the title that it was incitement to an insurrection of the yeah. title? Incitement is a legal term, and if we're treating it as an illegal term, listen, I'll say what I just said. I think is, I mean, the comments, particularly in the context of leading up to that, were not appropriate. They, uh, they contributed to what happened, but those happened at a First Amendment protest, or a First Amendment protest, and the riot took place at the, later at the U.S. Capitol. And those two things are being conflated all across 
the media right now, and that is simply not fair. And you know what else people understand? And this is what this is what is so frustrating right now. We have a CNN anchor on TV talking about a, a mostly peaceful protest while the city behind him is burning. And then we have a CNN anchor come on TV the other night and talk about anybody who stays at a Marriott or goes to an Olive Garden that was at the protest, not the riot, the protest, as being something less than, as being something beneath him and beneath that organization and beneath that institution. And we need to be able to talk about how we got here. And that starts with that starts with protests on racial justice this summer. Far too many of those turns into riots, but that doesn't negate from those people actually, I mean, coming out and doing that. And that and the flip side of that coin is how we is what happened on January 6th. This didn't start on January 6th. There are a lot of people, including probably myself, to blame for how this rhetoric has been ratcheted up from one end of the country to the other. And before we start doing these rush types of proceedings, we should take a deep dive into what we're doing and how we interact both with our supporters and not in how we contribute to some of these things. Let me back up for a moment. I mean, thank you for what you just said, but what, what responsibility do you feel you share in the rhetoric or what's been taking place? What do you mean specifically? I don't know. We're to, so I try very hard to argue on ideas and not attack people. And mm -hmm. I, I, and I'm, and I'm, we're going back. We're looking at it. We're, we're, we're examining what we've put out on social media, how we've done it, how we've contributed. If we have contributed and done that, I do know one of the things I get a little really great angry about and sometimes say things that I maybe not maybe shouldn't is hypocrisy because it's one of the things I also think it's one of the significantly huge problems we have right now. Being a hypocrite used to be a very bad thing and we just treat it as the cost of doing business and we need to change that. And if I have a part in any of that, I am going to change it and I'm going to try and do better. You said a few moments ago that, hey, you do think President Trump should be held responsible. If so, how? Well, I mean, holding somebody accountable for their speeches, their actions and those types of things are different than impeachment that happens immediately. I think we need to look at what happened, how it got there, find out what the organizational level was about organizing the event, which is a First Amendment protected activity, and whether and how much different people were pushing towards what happened later and if there is any association with anybody. But we just don't know any of that yet. And we shouldn't know any of that yet. That's not how investigations work. That's not how this stuff works. So, and, me, and by the way, there's a little bit of tipping their own hand when the third ranking member of the Democratic caucus comes out and says, we might impeach right now, but hold it 100 days until after President Biden gets his uh, gets his cabinet picks in place. Well, if it was imminent and immediate, one, I have a question of why we went home last week. And two, even that even if you're floating that idea, that means you obviously can take a deep breath, step back and let the investigation play out. Do you think impeachment passes the House? Oh, it'll pass the House. Yeah. Uh, they have the votes. Um, by the way, they waited till they made sure they had the votes to introduce introduce it, which I mean, the skeptic in me comes to if this is such a clear and present danger it should have been i mean there's nothing in the impeachment articles that they didn't know last week that's part of the problem they're not i mean the investigation isn't there so uh i don't think now's the time for i mean i listen chris i told my colleagues on my side i thought last week was political gamesmanship i thought it was messaging i thought we didn't have the constitutional authority to do it i thought how vice president um pence was treated is absolutely terrible he did not have the constitutional authority to do that. Yet we too many of us pressed on. 
I think the Democrats are doing the same thing right now, and I really wish they weren't. So let me ask you this. You said you want to lower the temperature, you know, uh, cut out some of the rhetoric. So do you tone down the rhetoric? We're always yeah. going to have rhetoric. We're politicians, okay. We're public servants. There are very big differences on the liberal side and the Democratic side. But let's fight about ideas and not yes. attack people. Thank you for having me use accurate uh, language. So my question to you then is this. Do you agree that Joe Biden won a free and fair election? I think at this point, all the evidence points to that. I mean, there's Owen 61 in court. Um, and again, this comes from my background. Sometimes if you really believe all of that occurred, if you do, then bad lawyering has really bad consequences, particularly in these situations. And there is, I mean, there's a case in front of the U.S. Supreme Court that I actually hope they take about, about involving votes in Pennsylvania. But even if they win that case, it is not nearly enough votes to overturn the election. So now there's conversations that 10 to 15 Capitol Police officers are under investigation. Some uh, were put on uh, leave yesterday. Um, just do you have any more information about I mean, some people are suggesting that some of your colleagues, I believe Mo Brooks, I don't want to misplace the names here, but some of your colleagues were working with this Ollie guy who put this rally together. I mean, give any more information of what happened at the Capitol that day for us. Here's what I can tell you, because I was there. Uh, and if you and anybody who thinks this was fake or staged, go find the video of the Capitol Police officer getting dragged out and beaten. Go find it and watch it. And then anybody on the other side who wants to talk and, and do that, go find the videos of the federal officers at the Oregon court building getting assaulted night after night and watch those. And then hold your own side accountable before you start pointing figures at the other side. But yeah, we're gonna find some of this and that's unfortunate um, because I was there and I was protected by the Capitol Police and they got completely overwhelmed. Um, there was a failure of leadership. We are going to, there will definitely be an investigation on how that happened. But I am telling you the vast, vast majority of the officers who were there were doing the best they could to protect us, protect our staff in an absolutely impossible situation. Let me share this with you, sir, and just get your take on this. So this just came out from the Washington Post. The FBI report warned of war at the Capitol. I'm gonna share with you an excerpt from this article. The online thread discussed specific calls for violence. I'm quoting here, Congressman, be ready to fight. Congress needs to hear glass breaking, doors being kicked in, get violent, stop calling this a march or rally or a protest, get there ready for war. We get our president or we die, nothing else will achieve this goal. Your reaction and, and why, why wasn't there better preparation seeing this kind of language taking place? Well, I, like I said, we are gonna do an investigation, but there, there, <laughs> there is going to be, there is failures of leadership at all levels as far as why the Capitol Police were prepared. I know the, I, I know the Capitol Police officer who just recently resigned has uh, placed some blame at leadership in the, in, in the chamber, and that's why we need a bipartisan, bicameral investigation to figure out how we got here. Because here's what I don't want to happen, and I really, really don't. The officers who were the, I mean, these guys, I, these men and women, I, I think I told you this before, but when we came back into session, I walked through the portion of the Capitol where they were staging and still there and doing their duty to protect us, and there were bandages and blood, and they, I, I hadn't seen that kind of look of absolute defeat and just exhaustion. And the only thing I can, in a very 
different situation was during the flood in Grand Forks where we had so many National Guardsmen and women just working so hard for so many days that you could just see it all over them. Um, the men and women who were, th who were there protecting us did not have the resources they needed. They didn't. And the vast majority, the vast, vast majority of them did an unbelievably heroic job doing what they do, doing what they could to protect everybody. We're very, very lucky more people aren't dead. It's so sad to hear. Two more things, Congressman, just to be respectful of your time. So we know about the Twitter ban that took place with President Trump, many others. I want to get into this in a moment, but but in Twitter's own blog, one of the reasons that they banned him is because of the use of the words American patriots to describe some of his supporters is also being interpreted as support for those committing violent acts at the U.S. Capitol. Bottom line question for you is, what are you, what is Congress going to do regarding this big tech situation silencing so many people? Yeah, and I think one of the biggest concerns, and it's not just big tech, right, PayPal and different places, they're conflating, conflating anybody who showed up at the, at the rally with being associated with the riot. And that, again, not only is not true, it's fairly hypocritical. But I've been one of, I mean, I served on the two years of antitrust investigation with big tech, and I haven't signed on a single 230 bill. And I'm taking a lot of heat for that as well. But I'll tell you why, because 230 is a straw man. We need to start having serious conversations about what, how to regulate these companies and whether or not some of them need to be broke up. And that is just the truth. They control 17% of the S&P. They are absolutely monolithic. Ask any of your local media how they control ad buys. And this is a serious conversation. And I'm very, very concerned that it's going to escalate and snowball into um, completely censoring and silencing all opposing views. All right, we will have you back and have a deeper conversation on that one. Last question yeah. is, is that a lot of chatter, speaking of social media about President Trump, going to Alamo, Texas, again, not the Alamo, but Alamo, Texas today for the border wall. And there's people out there saying, hey, this it's no mistake he's going to a city named Alamo. Just your take on President Trump leaving D.C., going to where he's going, and what are you hearing? Uh, you know, I actually just found out about that about three seconds before uh, I came on this interview, and I'll just tell you my personal private reaction, reaction was, isn't there anybody over there that understands the vigil? Like, that was just what I thought, and so I don't know if it's intentional. You know, they've had, they, they're having a staffing problem right now, um, and I mean, and a ton of resignations and all of that. So I don't know how this went. I'm going to have to uh, see what he says and what the tone and tenor of his speech is. But I don't I, I, I wish somebody I wish somebody in that sphere would have said this is not a great visual right now. Thank you for being so candid. Congressman Kelly Armstrong, I always appreciate your time. Thanks for all the hard work and uh, keep doing the great work, sir. Thanks. Thank you very much. All right, stay with us. We got a lot more coming up here on Point of View. As always, you can share your point of view with us. A lot to digest there from that uh, fantastic interview. But please email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We got much more coming up right after this.